Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, last second had a cancellation of my guest, and so John Burr uh, hopped on, and we talked for a few minutes to make sure you got something on this Tuesday to listen to. So the full episode will be out on Thursday with John, Chuck, and myself. Uh, might have another bonus episode coming uh, sometime soon um, as we get some more extra stuff out this playoffs. But again, if you want more basketball talk and you want more of John and Chuck, you get that at our Patreon, patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. That's where we're here interacting all the time. Uh, there was a lot of talk on Twitter today about how NBA Twitter has gotten bad or something. Everyone longing for the halcyon days, which was before I even signed up to NBA Twitter. But anyway, it sounded like what they were saying was we wish we were in the Patreon slack of fast break breakfast where people are friendly and they just talk about basketball and whatever else and have a good time. So if you're looking for that community, uh, might I suggest patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. You can join for a buck and get the bonus content and support our show. Or if you want to join that slack chat and talk about basketball there, that's $3 a month. There's also other levels for bonus audio and our fantasy leagues as they come up again. Uh, so again, support the show, become a friend, hang out with us, patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. All right, joining on the line as a special last-second fill-in. Nate Duncan here. Yes. No, John Burr is here for the inaugural episode of Fast Break Breakfast, Westworld Season 2 Nashville Predators Recap Podcast. You all caught up on Westworld, John? Yul Brenner was excellent. He brings it. I loved him. Are you talking about the television program? Yeah, I think we're both we're both out, right? You jump ship as well. I mean, there is a level of boredom I reach late at night when I cannot sleep that I think I'll eventually jump back on. But unless <laughs> Jeffrey Wright is just doing his Tiger Woo, Tiger Woo from the movie Shaft the entire time, I don't. <laughs> like I, I see people talking about it on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, I, I did watch this whole series, and I really anticipated the first season. But I hated the first season so much, and just catching a glimpse of the trailer for season two and seeing the characters again, and reminding me how much I hated all the characters, right. I was like, "Yeah, I gotta, I gotta stay away." Also, with the kids, I'm in a very much, I'm not wasting my time on this show anymore in my life. I feel like there was a time in my life where I'm like, you know what, I'll punch this out just to see what people are talking about. Uh, but then I'm like, nope. I uh, yeah, Westworld. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait and see. If people go nuts, getting all excited, uh, maybe maybe I'll jump back in. Is it a good sign when you have to negotiate with your own fan base, or is it a bad <laughs> sign? <laughs> what do they negotiate? Oh man, they like almost told like some people who had correctly guessed the ending. Like they're like, we will tell you if you shut up. Oh really? That's tell you what happens. Oh, like as as a, as far as like a series wide arc. They got they got down with some Reddit clowns. <laughs> I guess that could save it. How are the National Predators doing? We will get to the NBA. In, in uh, this the National filling. Predators have advanced. Uh, yes. Did so in a dominant Game 6 performance, which was uh, finally it allowed my butthole to stop twitching like a rabbit's nostril and completely relax, which is good for me, but not so great for my underpants. Yeah, the uh, I felt like the Nashville fan base got a little tense. They dropped that Game 5 at home. 
and uh, and people are getting nervous, more nervous than when there's a, a a crazed shooter on the loose in Nashville. As, oh, as everyone is, was just very irritated that the crazed shooter was like blocking other sporting events from where I was. <laughs> One it, thing about the crazed shooter, an otherwise good basketball game for me. Uh, don't want to make light of the crazed shooter. However, if you don't know, if you know this is Terry Rozier. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> national news. There was a man who shot up a Waffle House in Nashville, Tennessee. He showed up in just a jacket. And then ran away naked and barefoot, and they can't find him. That's some Hannibal Lecter crap, right there. I was like, "Are are we no sure he, physical evidence? Are we sure he's not a time traveler, John?" Have you ever seen the Charles Bronson film Ten to Midnight? I have not. It is literally about a nude serial killer who leaves behind no evidence. I was just thinking about the, the random. You know, was he sent back to kill a John Connor? Oh, good God! Exactly. All he had was a all he had was a trench coat and a all he had was a trench coat. He ran away naked and he's still missing. I've seen That's, this movie before. Yeah, it's pretty disturbing. Anyway, moving to the NBA, uh, the surprise you first team. <laughs> what? Are you sure you want to do that? Do what? Go go to the NBA. Yeah, I mean, might as well. <sighs> okay. I'd, all right. If we must. Yeah, yeah. No, the first team to advance, surprisingly. The only team to sweep the six seed New Orleans Pelicans. John, you correctly predicted the Pelicans would win the series. Would you like to take a victory lap? I mean, not really, because I didn't predict it would happen in this fashion at all. In a dominant, soul-crushing fashion to the point that Trailblazers fans are, are questioning their coach, their GM, and like the whole direction of their franchise? Well, this might be one of those Timberwolves-esque first-round losses that might result in something good happening. Because I'm out. I'm out, too, on Stotts and Co. I'm out. I, I think lauded him as a Coach of the Year candidate early, but I can't. I Getting outcoached severely by Alvin Gentry, not a good look. I just feel like Stotts is a victim of overachieving. This is a team that wasn't supposed to be good in this current iteration, and they ended up accidentally good. And then they you ended up with right. the three seed. You do stuff like call your last two plays of the game for Myers Leonard and Pat Connaughton. You just oh, don't get don't get don't get hung up on that. That was I uh, can't help but get hung up on it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about Nikola Miritich. Did he make a mistake by g- forcing them to guarantee the second year of his contract when he was traded to the Pelicans? Because he's putting up incredible numbers, and he, I know there's he, not a lot of salary cap room next year, but he seems like he, he might have been, you know, I was hooking say, himself up for a long contract. Any other year, but next year he would get paid massive money. Yeah. But this is one of those years similar to the baseball offseason that just happened where guys are not going to get that enormous uptick that we usually see. But I thought baseball was uh, – they were colluding or something to not spend money. I don't follow baseball, but – I thought, I thought I heard rumors of collusion. It's not so much collusion as just finally realizing that you don't need to pay a certain type of player enormous money when there are hundreds of them floating around. Is this the so, so they're getting rid of the of the Solomon Hill contract in, in Major League Baseball? Kinda like if I were to con- compare it to someone, it's like the the three and some show D for five minutes guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think I don't even know if the three and D guy, if we can even really call very many players that anymore. 
plenty of three guys, not so many three and D guys. Yeah. So looking at these other, uh, like the first round as a whole has been kind of incredible. It's really been like a joy as, as opposed to where normally I get uh, worn out with the playoffs or bored and move on to my Netflix uh, queue. But this first round has been great. We have so many two, two series. The Eastern conference is a mess. It's incredible. Uh, which one of those series in the East are you still most confused by, or you're not sure what's going to happen? I mean, that's a very loaded question because I am sort of blown away by all of them. Okay. Um, Sixers heat. I thought would be okay. You look at this. I thought it would be close, but I didn't think it would be close in the manner in which it has been close. Does that make sense at all? Mm, no. For instance, I did not think Dwayne Wade would be reborn. I did not think Hassan Whiteside would matter at all. And he, <laughs> and he well, has, after we, after we made fun of him, he started to matter again. I mean, technically Dwayne Wade, what he, he mattered in like two games and then Hassan Whiteside mattered in, in one, one game and it still right. doesn't really matter. I mean, I can't get over the, the Sixers had 26 turnovers in one. And they also had another game where like the heat hit what half they hit 16 to 33 three pointers, but the Sixers hit like 17 to 35. Like they, they even outdid them there. Yeah. The games uh, have been completely bizarre. Like been so offensive, much fun. like, yeah, I mean, it's been to me the best series, even though it's on, even though it's three, one and likely ending soon, but the games have all been fun for me. Even when, okay. The heat, the game that he got destroyed in every team in the world would get destroyed. So that was, you know, an anomalous game. Yeah. Um, to me, like looking at the Celtics Bucks series, like I didn't really see this hard fought series coming, especially now that it almost seems like maybe the Celtics could let this get, let this league get away from them. Uh, and then Raptors wizards, I really didn't believe in the wizards at all. And they, and unfortunately, you know, Toronto kind of in their last game went back to ISO ball. So I feel like we knew that was coming. I didn't I mean, think so. I mean, you did. You did. I mean, I, I, again, pure luck guess. I, I called the Raptors in seven going on. I don't think this bench lineup is going to work in the playoffs. Right. And I think they're going to devolve into ISO ball. I also incorrectly thought the wizards would shorten their rotation and they just play like these seven guys. I really like, and they're not even doing that. Like they're, you know, Mike Scott's been really good for them. I didn't think Mike Scott would be a big part of it. And Ty Lawson has been playing a, like mainly the backup point guard minutes. Like our, our boy Sadoransky hasn't really gotten involved. So the wizards are doing it and they're doing it mainly behind John wall, individual performance, just kind of doing it all once again. And obviously, you know, the Sixers the last two years now are undefeated at home in the playoffs, but they've been terrible. They've been one and six on the road. So I don't think they're going to win the games in Toronto, but they have it at the very least after the first two games, I was dubious that we would get a fun series, but they're delivering. And, and much like you and your Nashville predators fans getting nervous about uh, losing game five at home Raptors fans, they nervous. I also, I'm pretty surprised if you had told me how the Cavs, I wish I had been more stern in my anti-Cavs rhetoric, but I really didn't see like the Pacers having outplayed them this severely. But the Cavs are sitting here at two and two, and the Cavs are probably fa- still favored to take the series. And to me, the way the get the way the outcomes have come, they have a really significant advantage. You know, of course. So I, to me, it seems like if you were to tell me, okay, Cavs and Pacers will go deep, 
and Pacers will outplay the Cavs yet lose. To me, that's the least likely of outcomes you could have presented me with. <laughs> did you, did, did, were you watching the end of, of game four? Did you see that live? The, the oh, Lance Stevenson Jeff oh, Green yes. wrestling match. I'm here to talk about, I'm ready to change the logo of the national basketball association. <laughs> I'm ready for the logo to be Lance Stevenson with the ball proudly displayed over his head. Like, oh, that one. Oh, like an, that like was... an aboriginal head. <laughs> it was amazing. It's like the original Star Wars logo with the lightsaber directly raised above his head. I was like the last play, the, like, the very last play of the game that ended up being a, a controversial foul on Lance Stevenson when uh, when when Lance and Jeff were intertwined like ketchup and mustard on a hot dog. Oh yes, rolling around for that ball. I thought briefly we were going to get another miraculous Pacers like eight points in nine seconds type thing because they were down six. Keith, I needed it because well, now so I, we're going to forget about the Lance game. We're going to forget. They didn't win. Yeah. We're going to forget. It might be, a, it might be a GIF. It might be a meme, but otherwise it will not go down in history. And God, I wanted it to go down in history, but it went down like the way it happened where the main referee we saw calling jump ball it looked like, again, real time to me, it looked like Pacers down six, Oladipo like, hits the three, inbounds pass, oh my gosh, Jeff Green turned it over, there's going to be a jump ball, oh my gosh, Jeff Green just punched Lance Stevenson, there's going to be a technical foul, free throw, and then there's going to be a jump ball. Like I, I was blown away, and then that all got erased. I, we, I could only think that for a few seconds when they decided there was a foul, I guess even on the review, I thought they might give a technical foul to Jeff Green, but they didn't. But there was a brief moment, and I assume Cavs fans were dying, thinking they'd finally come back and saved the series in their minds and then let it all slip away. Poor Jeff Green, the, the punching bag, the, the, the cheap punchline. Uh, everyone's always picking on him. Can uh, you name like me he gave two away. more consequential, inconsequential players than Jeff Green and Lance Stevenson combining like this? <laughs> it really is funny that it comes down to those two guys. This Cavs squad, which I mean, foreshadowing our, our full episode on, on Thursday, I think I might have to apologize for thinking any of their deadline moves were good. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Clarkson is unplayable. Suit. <laughs> Rodney Hood is unplayable. Right. Uh, yeah, so they're a mess, but it does look like. I guess order has somewhat been restored. Again, this calf seems stinks, but right. order has been somewhat restored with them having the next two of three at home. It stinks uh, badly enough that people are trying to make the claim that it's worse than the 07 Cavs team, which is not of sound mind, but no, amazing I I, that we're there. I can't get there. No, 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 you cannot. <laughs> I mean, we're just, we're just one year removed from Who the, is the Cavs. Who is the player on that Cavs team? Well, which I always forget. Is the, Zedrunas, the I guess. Zedrunas? Yeah, I was about to say, did that have that had Ilgowskis? Yeah, that, I, but that I mean, I, that had I, like... Renewable? I was about to say, Irenewable was on that team. <laughs> uh, Eric Snow, I think. Oh, he, was, he wasn't that great. Uh, Ver, um, yeah, was Virgil there? He had to be in like his first or second year. I'm just thinking, though, we are so... We are, so, we are not far removed from last year, the Cavs being, I think, one of the best teams ever to not win the finals. Like, right. their offense was so good last year, and it, it seems so long ago. You, I mean, you got to remember, Kyrie's gone. Yeah. I Kyrie's mean, it's, it's, it's easy to get caught up in the LeBron is the only thing that matters in Cleveland, you know, hot, like, sunlight through a, micro, through a, you know, a, a magnifying glass, like, 
intense heat. But I mean, maybe that's why Kyrie's gone. That's true. Also, and I'm seeing I'm seeing that that negative body language, but I'm I'm sometimes oh, they, I'm even sometimes when they were blind, winning. Right. Like, you know, I, I turn I guess I turn a blind eye to it sometimes with LeBron, but there was an end of quarter play where Jose Calderon was just it was like the clock was running down. Jose Calderon was sprinting out to the wing, LeBron throws it to him, and like a split second after the buzzer, Calderon sinks the three, and LeBron's like yelling at Calderon for not like cutting off his run sooner or something. And I was like, how, like, what's, that's one too many. Like, I don't know why you're yelling at the guy. You know, he was a split second away from making an incredible three-pointer. Uh, I don't think he could have done much different, but like LeBron's just barking at him and LeBron's not running those, uh, those, I don't know what it is. Is it second spectrum or whatever those sports view or something cameras the, that are uh, tracking John, the, the, the stats that haunt John Wall's uh, nightmares. Right, right. The ones that say John Wall stands the most of any player in the NBA. They're just showing that LeBron is not getting back as much as he has every other year of his season of his career. Finally, I guess, you know, late career LeBron. It's it's catching up with them. Hey, let's talk about last thing. Let's talk about a little more of that Bucks Celtics series. Cause this thing has confused me. Uh again, I picked it to go seven, but that was more of a admission that I have no idea what's going to happen in this series. And somehow out of the blue, out of our jokes, as if our jokes made it happen. Playoff Don McClure is back. <laughs> like he, he couldn't is even that get how you say the, his name. I think so. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's McClure, but I'm not I, I, honestly not positive. I know it's yeah. not maker. I know that not much. maker. It's not, it's not maker. Well, his nickname potential just went through the damn basement floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can, you call him blockathon. I mean, that works. That works for me. I mean, he was that is a solid nickname. I mean, out of the blue, the, like the Bucks were terrible, and then he, he starts playing. He's blocking shots. He's hitting threes. Like he was unplayable all season. He's and just then, a playoffs guy. He just shows up when it matters, he's man. Like, he's like uh, Rondo. He's got five different levels, man. Wait till you see him in the finals. <laughs> wait, till so good, so- playoff, wait till you see playoff finals thon. The only one of these lower seeds that has tied it up that I think might win now is the Bucks. I feel like the Celtics or maybe the Bucks have realized the Celtics cannot score if they don't let them. Like if the Bucks are like if we don't, you know, they're like uh uh Yabuselli when he gets in is isn't going to hurt hurt us. Like Semioshile is playing minutes. We don't have to guard him. And like Jalen Brown and uh Jason Tatum are playing incredibly and they're still losing games. I mean, obviously, I guess uh, Middleton is unsustainable right now, right? With his uh, his sixty percent shooting, but like I feel like That's Brogdon like is warming up for them on the whole. Uh, well, Brogdon has been the guy who's picked up the slack, oh, and also I think like Jabari has really he's kind of sticking it to Prunty right now. He well, he rose from the dead, right? He looked he looked unplayable, and then from the like doghouse. Yeah, they come back. They come back home, and, and like Jabari Parker's playing well, and again, Delavadova has shown up. And even though Bledsoe has been such a trash, you know, the whole series, it's like they're getting over it. I don't know. This is the one where I think maybe the Bucks could pull it off because I'm, I'm like losing all my faith in uh, in regular season head coaching master Brad Stevens. I mean, I'm not losing my faith, but he did finally do like stupid weird things, you know, like the rest of the world. That's been the theme for me. This entire playoffs is just uh, coaches ruining everything for their players. So I'm I'm unsurprised by anything at this point. 
Uh, also unsurprised that uh, people are freaking out on Twitter. Well, actually, I'm kind of surprised that people are freaking out on Twitter right now because uh, Russell Westbrook's playing with four fouls. Don't worry about it. He's not going to play defense. He won't foul out. Yeah, yeah. We are recording this uh, while the main event of the night goes on. My favorite game, Jazz Thunder, uh, which is why I'm, I'm going to wrap trouble. it up. They're in trouble. Thunder are in trouble. Which is why I'm going to wrap it up. Last thing, John. Did you see that Giannis Antetokounmpo tried to go get a, a bite of dinner after his game four, went into a Mexican restaurant, uh, was not seated within 10 minutes, and then left? Inexcusable. He's seven feet tall. Uh, the restaurant has since apologized to him. They said it was very crowded and, you know, with the lovely weather and the big Inexcusable. Game. He's seven feet tall. Well, I, I, I wanted to know, what John, where you stood. Do you think the restaurant should have given him deferential treatment and seated him? These are some Che Guevara, Julio Cesar Chavez, maniac Mexicans. This is not right. You seat the freak. You seat <laughs> him no matter what. Uh, I'm totally on Giannis's side. It does. I, mean, Giannis, I don't think. I don't think Giannis was upset. I think he fell under my category of almost no food is worth waiting for. Uh, so he's just like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna go get something else. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stand around here. I don't know. It's just. A, I mean, that's like a, a hex you've placed on your own restaurant, though. Yeah, I, I know true. they say no PR is bad PR, but that feels like bad PR. They did say in the Sports Illustrated write-up that I read about the incident, they did refer to this restaurant as one of six Mexican restaurants in Milwaukee, and there's no way that's true, right? There has right. to there has to be way more than six Mexican restaurants in Milwaukee. I mean, the Midwest is... I'm, every time I go to Kansas, I feel like I'm on Tatooine, so I don't know, man. I, know I, don't, spend, I don't spend a lot... Milwaukee's a fun town, though. Yeah. It can't, it can't all be bratwurst and beer. I just got to be any, some Mexican joints. I've never been to Milwaukee. I just, I'm assuming any large American city has dozens and dozens of Mexican restaurants. Right. Let's get out of here. Uh, John, thanks for uh, stopping in. Um, enjoy watching those episodes of Legion, which I know you're also not going to watch. Keith, I came so close before we started recording to tricking my girlfriend into walking in here and grabbing the dog while naked. That was for you, buddy. <laughs> for I you. appreciate it. I turned the camera off, unfortunately. It would have been all, <laughs> you all don't for... know. I mean, I had her. I had her right there. And then she decided <laughs> it was not worth the trouble. <laughs> That's funny, John. Thanks for hopping on. I'll talk to you soon. Adios.